Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to Selling from the Heart. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on? Well, Daryl, you know what I'm going to say, so I'm just going to get it over with. Since Come Captain on, bring it on, bring it on. Me. How about them Rams, dude? Ah, you're killing me. You know what, though? You got your brand new shiny stadium. We'll give you that first win, uh, but next time it's on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only, it only cost $5 billion, Daryl, so. Yeah, what's, what's that for football? Hey, uh, welcome. <laughs> By the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. Larry, as we're heading into this, uh, this fall season, it is, um, it's been quite a year and it, it has been such an amazing thing to, to have this growing community of, you know, authenticity has always mattered. But I think right now, as we reflect back over the year and where we've been and the challenges we've all faced, um, authentic community right now has has been more important, I believe, than ever before. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot, you and I, Daryl, talk a lot about authentic connections, authentic value, authentic relationships. And I'll go on to say that, you know, authenticity is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. And, you know, we've been through some really weird, challenging times this year, especially in the sales world, in fact, for that matter, all over the place. But I believe, and I know you do as well, Daryl, it's those salespeople that double down on authenticity that will overcome the trust issues that are sorely lacking in the sales world. Yeah, there's no question about that. And and certainly, as we say, in the post-trust world that we live in, building trust is more challenging and more critical than ever. And that's why we keep talking about the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, a group of authentic, genuine, amazing sales professionals that are saying, hey, you know what? I'm bringing, I'm doing this, uh, I'm doing this the real way. I'm bringing my real self to the table. Um, We're going to learn how to do this together. We're going to figure this out together. We're going to support each other. And uh, right now, it's just so cool to see this this group of sales professionals growing and thriving. So many, so many people coming to the table and saying, "Hey, you know, let's let's do this together." And uh, Sun from the Heart Insiders Group, Larry, man, what a what a ray of light in the middle of this uh, this crazy situation we've been in. No, it's it's been huge because if you really peel this thing back. All your customers, right? I'm going to throw a twist on this, but it plays out with the group is all your customers want is they want you to create that sense of belonging with them. They want you to care. They want you to build a community to help them. That's what the Insiders Group's done is we've built a very, very heartfelt, sincere community around a sense of belonging. And everyone goes, you know what? We can do better. We can do better to raise the profession. And it's all around bringing sincerity, substance, and heart to the forefront. Yeah. So if you want to discover this community and you're listening into the podcast today, um, you can go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders, or you can just text the word heart to 21,000 and uh, you'll learn more about how you can get involved in that community and, and some of the 
great things that are going on right now. Larry, today, yeah, I, I am so fired up about the guest that we have today. The, uh, the alignment between uh, the, this guest and our philosophy and the community, it, it, this is going to be great. So let me just shut up here and give it over to you. <laughs> Let's introduce our guest and dive into what's going to be a fantastic conversation. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't wait to bring on Clancy Clark, but just a quick backstory. This probably goes back, it's just only been a few months ago. I'm just happen to be scrolling through my social news, news feed and I go, selling by serving. Okay, I need to get to know this person. That is, that just, this guy's a kindred spirit. I don't even know who Clancy Clark is. And I reached out and, we, and I asked Clancy to connect and we just started an online conversation. We led that to a phone conversation. I go, man, this aligns so well in selling by serving. It's just, it's near and dear to both Daryl and I go, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Absolutely, right? So that's Clancy's welcome. That's how I met Clancy. So without further ado, Clancy Clark, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thanks, you guys, for having me. I'm really, I'm really excited to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation, but you know the question that all the guests to the Selling from the Heart podcast get, and I have a feeling it's going to be an easy question for you to answer, and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Yeah, you know, Larry told me we would be talking about that question, and I've put a lot of thought into it, but, and I don't have to put a lot of thought into it, but, um, you know, the best thing I think of is if you ask a room full of people to just point to themselves, you'll find most people doing this don't find very many pointing to their head, right? They point to their heart. That's who they are. And uh, I guess the one word when I think of uh, selling from the heart would be sincerity, which means to me truth. And that includes the truth of, you know, I don't know that, but I'm going to find out the answer for you, Mr. Customer, and get back to you rather than making up something so that I look good. Um, and, And but to me, that that is really the crux of what I think of selling from the heart, selling with truth. Everything that I say is the way it is. I'm impeccable to my word so that if I tell you I'm going to send you a baseball cap with my company's name and logo on it, I do that. I don't fail to do that. And um, I, I just think it's those little things that make the big difference uh, when, when we really boil it down. So to me, selling from the heart means sincerity which means truth. So good. And, and I really want to key on, you just said something that was near and dear to me because you said, Clancy, the little things. And I think it's the little things that many of us, unfortunately, in sales have shied away from because the little things, the simple things are, oh, I know, but then they go off and they chase the harder things. But I yeah. like how you pointed back at yourself, right? When you, you pointed towards your heart and it's that inner, it's the inner work that we find sometimes so difficult. But when we bring the best version of ourselves to the forefront, people smell that instantaneously. Yeah, absolutely. That authenticity, you can't manufacture it. And, and you know, the customers are sophisticated. People are sensitive. They know if it's there and if, if it's real or if you're trying to fake it and manufacture it. And so if it's just there, I think it just, you know, the, the what I in selling by serving call the beautiful irony is when you focus on that, more sales happen because people sense that. And, and it's, you know, then you're being that special person that people want around. You are an asset. And then whatever product you're representing or service, 
You know, what I like, um, and this is all this is such a great conversation. I'm really looking forward to, to diving in deeper to selling by serving. But when you, you know, I've never really thought of that. When, when you point to yourself, you don't point to your head. You don't, right. you know, and, and yet so much of what we've been taught in sales is to sell, you know, with logic, with our head, you know, if they do this, then do this. This is what, you know, and, and really, you know, we bring ourselves to the table, you point to your heart and that's the ball game in all of this. And I absolutely love that. I'm never going to forget that. That would, that's so strong. Hey, I'm curious though, you know, selling by serving, by the way, congratulations on the new book just came out this spring. Um, so excited for you and all of this. This is, um, this is fantastic. Where did this come from? This is, uh, there's gotta be a story behind this book. Well, there is. So I've been in sales for over 30 years and I had three distinct chapters. Um, in my, in my thirties, I was, uh, in Western Montana and I sold to the big beef ranches there in Western Montana. And then kind of on, on a whim, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that's open to everything. I went to Florida for 10 years and worked in agronomy. And then uh, I've been, I still work in New Mexico in the dairy nutrition business. And in all three instances, nobody knew the name of the company I was with. We were representing some new technologies. I wasn't one of the good old boys. Um, I started from a base of zero sales. In all three cases, I was selling into a down market and, and I've quickly risen to the top of these companies. And, and I had a, I've had over the years like this endless parade of sales professionals approach me at conferences and banquets and go, how did you do that? And just like you said, Daryl, I think it's a funny question because I'm like, I can't tell you how I did it because it's as different every time as the number of people that I've interacted with. And so I always wanted to help sales professionals. And about two years ago, uh, my wife, Devin, and I were on a, a trip in our new adventure RV, which was one of our visions that we had for our life. And we were up in the Pacific Northwest. My sister rented a beautiful cottage in Manzanita, Oregon, where my mother had lived when she was alive and, and they're business consultants on the West Coast. And we started brainstorming and I said, I really want to help sales professionals and that started this really cool brainstorming session. And by the time I got home, I had some vision of, of what selling by serving could be. And, and so, you know, I just began to work on it. And uh, probably as you guys know, I've always found that when I'm on purpose and doing the right things in my life, the right people show up, everything falls into place. And so I've kind of assembled a really great team that's helped me on the PR and marketing side. And uh, as you know, when you write a book, there's a lot of people help you and uh, support. So, yeah, it was just, um, you know, the name of the platform is actually Beyond the Method Selling. And the book is Selling by Serving. And, and I just have seen far too many salespeople trying to learn, quote, how to sell, mm-hmm. master a method. And the whole message is that's not where you can find fulfillment. Fulfillment can only be found in the service of others. And that's, and what I call the beautiful irony in the book is that when you're focused on service to others, the fulfillment is there and you will sell more than if you're chasing that as an end unto itself. So that's kind of, you know, it in a nutshell. Dude, it's, it's, it's so good, but um, I, this, we got to unpack this just for a, a little bit because there, there's people out there going to go, yeah, right, right. Selling by serving, selling by servicing. Come on, I got to hit my numbers. All this sounds well and good. But it just, what you just said, Clancy, just further ingrains why I'm a big believer that if you want to have a full sales funnel, you got to have a 
full relationship funnel. The only way to have a full relationship funnel is you have to serve. You have to serve up you. You got to be willing to help. You got to lead with credibility and integrity. But it's, I, I think it, we shy away from so much of that, that when, you know, people hear what Daryl and I are saying, what Clancy Clark is saying, they're going, yeah, this is great, but I got to hit my numbers. How do I hit my numbers doing all this? And I think, because I think it goes against the grain of what many of us in sales are viewed as. Would y'all agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I get that too. And, and I get even more maybe sometimes they're like, oh, well, that's fine for you to talk about all this fulfillment and serving and all. Because look, you've achieved all this success. You have all this financial abundance that you've had. And so it, now you can talk about those things. And I say, no, it's just the opposite. Get your priorities mm-hmm. straight. The reason I've achieved all this success and have had this financial abundance flow into my life and these wonderful relationships and this fulfillment in my work is because I've embraced these principles. Now, you must combine that with massive action. You know, you can't just sit on a hilltop and go, oh, I'm just going to be nice to people and I, I have this great servant's heart and it's all there. And but why isn't my phone ringing? You know, right. it doesn't work that way. You still have to take massive action. And, and, you know, I have something that I call the success equation, which is if you have a clear vision of how you want things to go, if that's acquiring a new account or whatever, and, and you've practiced that in visualization, which I'm a strong believer in for me, and you're willing to do whatever it takes, it can't fail. It will succeed at some level. And for me, as I was building my book of, of uh, dairy clients down in New Mexico, that meant five nights out in a motel every week for two years. I needed to be over there and I didn't live in the area where I was working. So every Sunday I took off, every Friday I came home and you know, I had never done that before, but that's what it required was to be a presence in the marketplace. So that's where I think most people fall short. They say, well, I got to hit my numbers, but they're not taking enough massive action. They're not willing to do whatever it takes. And I think that that's a key. You know, let's not kid ourselves. There's no substitute for that. Yeah. And, and what I like about this is I'm just listening and reflecting on this, the word serving. You know, sales takes activity. Serving is activity. It's just activity from a mindset that's very different from a lot of, you know, a lot of sales activity is what can, you know, what do I need to do to get my stuff and to get my numbers, to get my appointments, get my, you know, me, me, me. Serving is activity. It's just flipped on its head. It's what do I need to do to help this, you know, number of people get what they want to get. Um, and and what activities do I need to do? There's nothing. There's nothing sitting down about serving, right? Uh, you know, it, it's so funny because I think as sales professionals, it just you know, it's like a restaurant uh, analogy. And I don't know if you remember back in the day when we used to go to restaurants, but um, you know, you sit down and and you. Ex- I think a lot of salespeople are sitting down at the table waiting for people to come to them and serve them. I mean, I did this, I worked for this company, I deserve, you know, someone to bring me a meal. Whereas, you know, the flip side of it is the mentality is, no, I'm the one that's going to pick up the towel and, you know, and the order book, I'm going to go out, I'm going to help people. And in get doing that, that's where I'm not only going to hit my goals, I'm also going to find fulfillment, which is beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a brilliant way of putting it, Daryl. And that's true. It's about being out there and saying to these prospects and these customers, 
I'm here to learn about you and mm-hmm. what you're doing and see if, and I'm willing to do whatever I can to be an asset and whatever that takes. I, I have a chapter in, in my book called you're never working for nothing. And I tell the true story of a dairy producer. That's probably, um, well, he, he's my favorite client, I think, and and he uh, he's become a dear, dear, dear personal friend, and he's extremely good at what he does. And I worked for that gentleman for 18 months without any pay because I was in the area anyway. I was learning a lot. I wanted to be a part of what he was doing. He's an extremely loyal guy. He had been with his current nutritionist for over 20 years. So this is a major decision that these guys make, and they're going to turn over 20, 60% of their budget to you as their consultant. And so it's a big deal. And this guy just needed that much time. He was interested and he wanted to do it. But I remember one time along the way, he told me, he said, Clancy, the thing about me is I'm a really loyal guy. But he said, the good news for you eventually is I'm a really loyal guy. And mm-hmm. then- when he was ready, he just called me in one day after I'd made my rounds and said, I'm ready to make a change. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a talk with my current guy over the holidays and we'll get you started after the first of the year. And if I'd have pushed and tried to use any techniques or tips or tricks or trick closes, I'm sure I could have got that guy to hire me earlier, but he would have had buyer's remorse. It wouldn't have been authentic. And, and I was just like, I'm happy to be here. It's, it's no skin off my nose to come here and spend a few hours every two weeks and be with these wonderful people and serve them. And I think that's kind of the attitude Um, rather than, well, you know, my time is worth a whole lot. And so if I'm not getting paid, forget about it. And I think that's that self-serving thing you were talking about, Daryl. There's something that, that um, Clancy, you you said in in a previous, you know, just a little bit ago around the word present. And that ties in really nicely is how many salespeople today are present in their clients' businesses? Yeah. How many are present out in the marketplace? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you, what I appreciate about what you said is you put yourself out there. You became present. You became known. And it just it, it just triggered, you know, my near and dear friend, Cody Bateman. Daryl, you know, Cody, you wrote a really great book around the power of human connection and how you build relationships. And the way you built relationships, Clancy, was by being present. Absolutely. And, you know, again, back to willing to do whatever it takes. When I first started, I met every dairy producer in the state of New Mexico. Everyone. Wow. And I went and talked to them. And I remember the first guy that hired me and gave me a chance in the business, he went to the New Mexico Dairy Producers Conference and he came back and he's like, man, nobody I talked to didn't know of this guy, Clancy Clark. They're like, this guy is everywhere. (laughs) And that's, that's the only way I've ever known to have success. Because like I said, I've never been part of the good old boys network. I've never had the most advanced degree or been the technically most proficient at what I'm doing. And to me, that's been a great advantage because I've had to learn to earn what I earn on merit, not on knowing somebody who knows somebody or, you know, having gone to a particular college or, or anything like that. I earn it on my merit. And I, I think that that's super important, but I just want to stress that you know, when I'm out there meeting all these guys, I look at it as just making a lot of new friends. And that's the worst that can come out of it. I don't even use the word cold call. I eschew that and I just use introductory calls. I'm just here to meet you and learn about what you're doing. And I've never had anybody just, you know, I've had maybe a few just say, no, I'm not interested. Don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. But that's over 30 years. Most of the time, those people, when I approach it that way, are at least willing to have me back. 
and say, well, I'm busy. Don't bother me more than once a month, whatever their conditions may be, but at least the door is open. And I think what you were talking about too, Daryl, was the the people that are trying to quote, hit their numbers and it's all about them. The first thing they're going to do is say, oh, I'm here to introduce myself, tell you about my company and tell you about this great product or service. And here's the brochure. And they're immediately making all these assumptions rather than uh, I've helped a lot of young new people in sales that have that stiff arm syndrome. You know, they can't mm-hmm. turn into the driveway because uh, they fear the, the quote, cold calls. And I'm like, don't ever Come on, do turn, turn. And I'm like, just, just here's, here's the best advice I can give you. When you go up to somebody, just state your purpose. My reason for coming here today was to meet you. And that's it. And, and, you know, that's flattering to somebody. You want to meet me and learn about what I'm doing and then come around and maybe when it's your turn, then you'll get a chance to tell me about what you do and see if that's a fit. But I've just, I've had so many people new in sales that say that was the best piece of advice I've ever had. Just to go up and say, my reason for coming here today, Larry, was to meet you and begin to learn about what you're doing and see if it's okay if I come around on a regular basis and begin to build a relationship. And that's, you know, to me, that is a cornerstone of, of success. Simple, humble, um, and a heart of service. I think that's, that's so beautiful. And I just go back. I'm thinking now I'm on, on, I guess I, it must be lunchtime. I'm thinking about going to a restaurant, but you know, that for all the people that would slam down the phone on a sales professional, nobody is not, is nobody's going to turn away the person in a restaurant walking up to them with an order pad and a towel or a, you know, a tray full of drinks, right? I mean, to approach with a heart of service is very different than to approach with a heart of um, serve me, right? And what, you know, and, and I think this mindset in the book, um, in the mindset that, that it's beyond the book, and can tell it just oozes out of you, is uh, a mindset. Uh, I love this, this whole just approach to saying, I just want, I want to be present. I want to be present to serve, you know, and would, would you allow me to do that? Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Of course, I'm not going to turn away the the person you know that has a direct line to the kitchen. Um, you know, I'm not going to turn away someone who wants to serve. And um, beautiful, just be- Larry. This is this is so lined up um, with. I'm I, I'm just so thankful for this this relationship that's beginning here. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun for me too, you guys. And I wanted to go back. I really would like to tell a quick story, Daryl, when you were talking about the little things. Yes. Everything in Selling by Serving, I use a lot of my experiences with farms, animals, and nature to illustrate points. And because I'm a natural storyteller, I've been told that, and that's just my style. And so I use a lot of stories from my real life experience to illustrate some of these concepts. But one of them is uh, I was still pretty new in sales in Western Montana. And I called on this great big operation and I met with the guy and I could see, you know, there was no way he was going to make a purchasing decision at that first meeting. So we just talked and, and I thought, well, you know, I think I might have a chance. It was a, it was a guy who did a one-time seasonal purchase for yearling cattle that he brought in in the spring and then sold in the fall. And, And he bought a whole bunch of mineral supplement for these, these animals. And so it was a once a year, but a big purchase. And, uh, as I was packing up my stuff to leave, he said, I really like your hat. 
And I said, well, I'll send you one if you'd like. It was just my company cap with the logo and my company's name on it. And he said, that'd be great. So I went home that afternoon and found a box and, you know, scribbled the guy's address on it and stuff to have in there. Didn't think anything of it, but there was no way I was not going to do that because I Mm -hmm. believe that it's the little things that make the big difference. And there's no way if I had told him I would do that, that's just who I am. And, and so I sent him the cap and a few days later I get a call from the guy and he said, I got your cap. And I said, Oh, how does it look on you? And he said, I don't know. I don't wear hats. My wife says I look goofy in them. And I was like, <laughs> and he said, I just want to let you know you got the account. And I'm, and before I could even reply, he said, there was two other guys that were in the running for this business. And I asked them also to send me a hat and neither one of them did. And I figured if they won't do something for me as simple as sending me a $7 hat, what else won't they do for me? So a oh. hat turned into a $27,000 sale. Now, that may not sound like all that much money, but that was 1992. That's equivalent to like $650,000 in today's money. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of vitamins and minerals. And what, a, what a beautiful story, though. And I mean, I just I, I'm hung up on this restaurant thing. Sorry, guys. But I mean, if you think about, you know, at a restaurant, you, you would ask for a glass of water or for, you know, some uh, Frankie's hot sauce, right, Larry? Yeah. Um, or whatever. And and um, if that glass of water doesn't come back, you're like, what? You know, next thing you know, you're, you're, you don't go back to the restaurant. It's a simple, simple thing like that. And, and I think in sales, um, these, you know, promises kept on a small level are what signal that promises will be kept on a big level. And you know, it's that trust, it's that um, integrity, right? Of saying, yeah, I'm going to set, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. That signals to people and it's the lack of that, you know, I, if I go to a restaurant, I've got to wait, you know, for someone to bring me water over and over again, I'm probably not going back there. And I think we can, right. that that's because it's that heart of service, right? And what can I do if I look at myself as a salesperson, as a servant, as someone there to serve, I'm going to be attentive and I'm going to pay attention to the small details. That's where the, that's where the, that's where the tips and the return visits come from. It is. And I think that those things show a level of caring that if somebody just in there making one pass at a sale and if, you know, they don't think they're going to get it, well, I'm not going to send the guy a hack because I don't think he's going to buy from me anyway. And, And you're going to, you know, as I said, I'm a big believer in visualization. I'm a big believer in the law of attraction, which says you get mm-hmm. back in life, not what you want, but what you are. And if your message out there is, well, you know, I'll make a pass and, and I'll, I'll do it unless something better comes along or unless I have a, a hotter prospect, get that back. You're just going to get sort of sputtered results and hit and miss. And you're always going to be struggling to hit those numbers, as you were talking about, Daryl. But if you're immersed in serving others, the numbers become irrelevant. I mean, in all of these companies that I've been with and all of these uh, career chapters I've had, I so exceeded the numbers that it, it, you know, it wasn't even a, a, a thing. And the beautiful thing about sales is if you're beating the numbers and doing well, they kind of leave you alone. They may think your approach is airy fairy or whatever else, but the sales manager, he has fires to put out. And if you're that's the right. least of your worries, as long as you're bringing it home. And I think that's, that's really a commitment that people have to make is to commit to just taking massive action, meeting everyone, making a lot of friends, serving everywhere you go. 
and, and letting go of focusing on the numbers. You know, I often call it selling to the test. Uh, and I, I use the metaphor of our kids in school. We get real upset as concerned adults when we think that our kids are being, quote, taught to the test, right? Mm-hmm. They're being taught just Bare to minimum. score a certain way on a scholastic test. And yet we get out of school and we get into the world of business and especially sales. And instead of like in school where they say, well, we just want our children to be self-actualized and love learning and have a lifetime relationship with, with just loving to learn. Then we get out in the workforce and the sales and, and it's all about selling to the test. You got to hit the numbers. You got to hit the numbers instead of, I want you to be fulfilled. And, you know, since I've launched this platform, I've had some sales leaders reach out and want me to speak to their team. And, And I think they're the brilliant ones because they say, I've read your book and I want this for my team. I want them to be fulfilled. I know the real value to my company of lowered turnover, of improved morale, of higher quality relationships, of customer retention. And I know that this is a paying proposition if I let my employees or my sales team know that I want this for them. I want them to be fulfilled. And, I, and you know, we were talking, I think, before the podcast about emerging from the COVID thing, whatever that looks like. And I believe that the brilliant sales leaders who want this for their teams will be the ones who are uh, rising above everybody else. And the sales professionals that are taking this to their customers will be the ones who are going to thrive um, during this. And the ones, um, I think the customers and the marketplace are going to insist more than ever with their purchasing decisions on empathy and this authentic approach that we're talking about today. And the ones who are in there trying to hit the numbers and catch up on their quotas and all that, and it's all about them getting back in the game, they're going to be turned away. Mm. And the ones who go to the prospect and say, what's it been like for you during this time? And where are you now? And where do you want to go? And how can I be a part of that? Those are the ones that will succeed. And it's always been that way, whether it's a downturn in the economy or, yeah. you know, a stock market deal or, or the COVID thing, it doesn't matter. There is no the economy. There's only your economy. And if you have this approach, you'll, you'll survive and do well in, in any conditions. So, and it's, it's so spot on. And I, I would encourage everyone who's listening and the sales leaders that are listening is if you want your team to serve and sell from the heart, you as leaders must serve and lead your team with heart because it's the exact, I'm a firm believer, it's the exact same way that sales leaders work with their sales team and treat their sales team is the exact same way they're going to go out in the marketplace and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know you uh, have a military family background, Larry, and there's that old saying, battles are won and lost on troop morale. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the sales team. When their morale is high, they feel valued, they feel fulfilled and happy in their work. They're the ones that are willing to go the extra mile. That'll go back on Friday afternoon at three o'clock after trying to catch the guy 10 times. And instead of bailing at three o'clock and heading home or heading for the pool or whatever, they go back one more time. And that's when they find the person and a relationship. And, you know, the sales leader can't babysit all those guys. And so, but if they create this environment, they will have troops, if you will, that go the extra mile and they'll win all the battles. Clancy, I got the opportunity to be in a conversation with the founders of Barefoot Wine last week, and they said something that was so powerful. They said, soft skills lead to hard dollars. 
And, um, you know, and, and that's the, you know, I think sometimes with selling from the heart, with thinking about servant selling, servant leadership, all of that stuff, you know, some people go, okay, that's, you know, that's, that's nice. <laughs> that's soft, but soft skills lead to hard dollars. And, uh, you know, the, the, the results of that are, um, give it a try, right? Give it a try. And, and I love one of the, one of the great things about the selling from the heart community. I think you've probably figured this out. Clancy, you're preaching to the choir here. So you've got, <laughs> you've got a group of people, you know, the vast majority of people listening to this podcast right now are probably driving down the road or, uh, or, or on the treadmill, you know, they're just cheering this on going, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, wish you could, I wish you could see all of it. Cause I know that's exactly <laughs> Um, what's happening right now. Hey, I, um, first of all, I just want to say once again, congratulations and thank you for writing this book. This is, um, this is powerful. This is, you know, this is, this is another Larry, I believe this is another piece, um, in this movement of authenticity inside the sales profession. And so for that Clancy, we're really, really grateful. You're a true kindred spirit. Well, thank you both for having me. And, and you know, I think uh, back to our, our first part of our conversation when you asked how the book came about and all, my mission is to help sales professionals be more fulfilled in their mm-hmm. work because we know that sales ranks among, among the lowest job satisfaction um, in any survey you look at and sales management is generally even lower. And I've just seen far too many good people struggle trying mm. to hit those numbers and focus on all of that. And to me, you know, the most important thing in life, I think these are big questions for me, is to be fulfilled and happy mm-hmm. in what you do. And we spend a large portion of our life working. And I'm like, that's my mission. I want to help sales professionals be fulfilled and happy in their work, knowing that the results will be outstanding from that. And um, so that that's what my whole mission is about. And I think the key of what we've been talking about today, fulfillment cannot be found in sales quotas and commissions and monies and trips to Cabo. It can only be found in this service to other people. It's just like if I was in Florida and I was on the beach and talking to somebody and they're going, how how do you like your visit in Florida? And I'm like, oh, it's great. The beaches are fun. And we did Disney World. And I can't wait to see the Grand Canyon while we're here. And they'd look at me like I was some sort of a nut job, right? And they'd be like, <laughs> you won't find the Grand Canyon in Florida because that's not where it is. And that's yeah. the metaphor I use. You will not find fulfillment in sales quotas and numbers because that's not where it lives. It lives in helping people. And I think that's that's what I've always done. It's brought me a lot of happiness and fulfillment and great measurable metrics, which are secondary. So it's it's fun to be with kindred spirits. And uh, and, and I think that these uh, these things that we've been talking about are really are really truths that uh, that human beings respond to. So thank so you so good, much Daryl. for letting me have this wonderful roundtable with you guys. So good. Wow. Yeah, you can have the microphone here at any time. Clancy, um, uh, just thank you so much for sharing time with us today. I can't, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people, if you haven't already uh, gone to Amazon or your bookseller of choice, go grab Selling by Serving by Clancy Clark. And when you're done, leave him a review because we need to cheer this guy on. This is uh, This is fantastic stuff. Thanks for joining us today, Clancy. Thank you, gentlemen. My pleasure. And, and it's just really wonderful to have you guys as friends. Uh, likewise. 
And to the Selling from the Heart community, everyone listening in today, I just want to say thank you to you as well. Once again, as we've been talking about today, this um, mindset, this heart set towards sales is really critical right now, especially as you know things turn around and uh, what's the approach we're going to take to our clients and prospects. And I think what we've been talking about today is massively, massively powerful. So as we wrap up today, um, check, check out uh, Clancy's book, Clancy Clark, Selling by Serving. If you want to learn more about the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, as well as take advantage of a ton of exciting new resources on our website that we launched this summer, just text the word heart to 21,000. You'll get a link to that. But otherwise, until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, serve your prospects and clients. And most of all, Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time. From the heart.